The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet Bet BetOnline knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Well, well, well. How about them apples, kitties? Uh... It's only been 56 days since the last time the Bears won a football game, uh, October 18th, with our Week 6 win in Carolina to move to 5-1 and one until we finally ran into a team with far worse luck than we've had uh, this year, with a worse offensive line, with a worse defense, uh, a more um, you know beat-up roster uh, as far as injuries and COVID and suspensions and everything like that. And the good news is we didn't eke out a win over this team. We blew this team off the field, which is exactly what we should have done uh, in this situation. It's just that after what we've seen from our defense the last two weeks, you know how explosive Deshaun is. He's number two in the NFL in passing yards coming into this game. You just thought that with how poorly our defense has played and protected the field uh, the last couple of weeks against Stafford and Rodgers, Well, Deshaun's in the conversation with those guys as being one of the elite or going to be one of the elite going forward, uh, you know, in the future of the NFL here that, uh, you know, he would find a way to, uh, you know, put points on the board to 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 beat the Bears. Uh, When the reality is his offensive line, aside from Laramie Tunzel, is an absolute mess. He doesn't have the supporting cast that uh, he would have, say, if this game took place like five weeks ago. Uh, at the beginning of this losing streak for us. But uh, nonetheless, um, you know, we put our foot down on their throat from literally the first play uh, on offense and didn't take it off uh, for the rest of the game, at least not defensively anyway. I'll complain about the offense later, but uh, which is going to sound funny because we won by 29 points. But nevertheless, let's go ahead and dive in. It's the Week 14 Bear Up and Bear Down episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. What is it about those throwback 1936 uniforms that brings out the best in our beloved? Two of our best wins from last year over the Vikings and the Cowboys came wearing those uniforms and our most definitive three phases work together victory of this season comes the one time we wear those uniforms as we stomped a mud hole into Deshaun Watson and the uh, I was going to say Dallas Houston Texans to get our first win since mid-October what's going on everybody week 14 bear up and bear down 
uh, episode. And, uh, you know, it was one of those carefree, just sit back and enjoy the game uh, type Sundays. We haven't had one of those in a really long time, uh, not since those other two games I just talked about, uh, that we could just really kind of have a carefree day where we just watch the Bears put their foot in someone's ass and just kind of leave it there. Uh, all day long it was a real pleasure to uh to not worry and wonder uh you know when the other shoe was going to drop because houston just kept dropping shoes all over the place man i mean the moment i knew that this was our day and that houston was perpetually screwed no matter what they were going to do i don't remember when exactly it was in the game i think it was in the second half um but i mean Obviously, we were up 30 to 7 uh, at halftime. So, you know, the, a lot of evidence to support that this was going to be our day to go into it. But the, the moment that I knew that that um, Houston was absolutely snake bitten was um, was in the I believe it was the third quarter um, where uh, the, the one where the Bears had the goal line stand. And, you know, I think the first play of the of the Texans being in the in the red zone. Deshaun Watson throws a perfect pass to a wide receiver who is wide open in the corner of the end zone. He loses the ball in the sun and it hits him in the shoulder where, you know, he was expecting it to hit him in the chest. He loses it in the sun. It bangs off of him on the shoulder. You know, it, 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 it in live, it looked weird. You know, like, did that happen? It just it looked like a Madden glitch or something like that. It didn't look like it happened in real life. And when they showed the replay, Sure enough, you know, he's staring directly into the sun. That ball bounces right off his left arm as opposed to where he was expecting him to hit him in his hands or in his chest for an easy, easy touchdown. He was so wide open, it was ridiculous. But, uh, you know, that was it. And then (laughs) they had some bad plays and, you know, um, Watson bangs his elbow off of somebody's helmet and had to go out for a few plays. And we sack him on fourth down to shut down the – the whole process they had an eight and a half minute drive in the third quarter where they walked away with nothing that's where i was like okay so i didn't worry it at all in the fourth quarter this thing is sealed up there you know houston just doesn't have it uh today uh, or more importantly we do have it today so i'm just gonna go ahead and chill and and enjoy this fourth quarter regardless uh, of what happens we're up 33 to 7 we got this we can go ahead and put it in cruise control now so but um you will hear the knee-jerk reactions tomorrow on the review episode. Uh, it's going to sound like nitpicking because of the point differential uh, and and what have you, but uh, still have some beef with the offense, uh, especially in the second half. I mean, just throughout the game in general, to be completely honest with you. Um, you know, the, the offense played great. Mitch played great. He's got bragging rights over Deshaun that he won a head-to-head matchup. Not only did he do that, uh, they won convincingly uh, uh, in that uh, in that fashion. Uh, Mitch was was near perfect uh, today. No interceptions, no turnovers, no really, you know, and, and actually no like questionable throws. Not like the ones he had. Uh, he had a couple last week, one that should have been picked off. And, you know, there were a few throws that he uh, that he missed. There really wasn't any like, you know, oh, come on, Mitch kind of throws that I can recollect as I'm sitting here recording this. So. Uh, you know, I thought Mitch played fantastic. Obviously, Montgomery, uh, you know, got that things kicked off for us. Allen Robinson uh, was really good. So we'll dig into the uh, to the awards. But 
to hell with it. Let's just go ahead and get rid of because I honestly thinking back on this, looking at the stats, going over the game, um, uh, game uh, recaps, the stats and, uh, and all that kind of stuff, looking at the highlights to get another pass at the game. I really only saw uh, one or two, one person slash two people uh, that I wanted to complain about and give a bear down to, and that would be um, Bill Lazor and and Matt Nagy. And granted, uh, Lazor and Nagy put together a hell of a game plan. Uh, they you you hear me talk about a knee jerk reactions tomorrow. They they finally played the offense to Mitch's strengths. They rolled them out. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They got him moving out of the pocket, you know, a lot of short, quick throws and, and everything, and it just seemed like every time they tried to do a deep drop back, we got sacked, you know. So uh, that's on the offensive line, and that's on them for, for keeping – to keep trying doing that it just doesn't make any sense but um you know mitch had an outstanding day statistically uh but he had a lot of uh, you know high percentage low risk throws and it was working it worked it you know we we scored 30 points in the in the first half and, and you know we were moving the chains and, and dominating time of possession uh in the second half as well so you know can't really complain overall with the game plan and everything that they did my issue is this, and stop me if you've heard this one before. <sighs> David Montgomery and the running game, period. Okay, like I said, now today it's going to sound like Nick picking because we just scored 36 points. Mitch had his best game probably, you know, as far as top to bottom, looking like a good quarterback, looking like the guy we drafted number two overall to lead this offense. Today is the best day that Mitch has ever had. Okay, that aside, Montgomery started the game with an 80-yard touchdown run, and uh, he carried the ball 10 times for the rest of the game. Okay, and fundamentally, guys, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Why? Because <laughs> when you are playing with a 23-point lead at halftime, when you're up by 26 at the end of the third quarter, or when you're winning by 29 as we were for most of the fourth quarter, you run the ball to shorten the game, to run out the clock, to protect your defense, 
and yet we come out, we're passing, passing, passing. First drive of the second half, we're up by 23 points. We passed on three straight plays. It was a passing. I mean, I think Smith scrambled for one of those downs, but pass, pass, pass on the first drive of the second half. Montgomery's not even on the friggin' field. I don't understand. And so, you know, I, I just, I don't get it. Why are we throwing the ball? You know, our running back had 90-plus yards rushing in the first half. Why are we not doubling down on that? And Montgomery, if unless I missed it, Montgomery did not touch the ball at all in the third quarter. His first touches in the, sec, in the second half came like the first two plays of the first quarter. I think there was a run to Montgomery and then like a pass out of the backfield to Montgomery. Those were his first two touches of the second half. That is unacceptable, man. Honestly, it is it is beyond me. What the what the hell we're doing on offense? I don't understand. It just, you know, I can I can see like in the first half the way things were clicking, man. We, you know, we we looked really really good. Uh, on offense in the first half I mean starting off with Montgomery running through a hole big enough to fit a tractor trailer uh, through 80 yards barely touched on that 80 yards proving to everyone he actually can take one to the house he's got the speed to do it and um, you know but it was like he only ran the ball maybe six five more times in the first half Uh, and, and in a way I can I can accept that because Mitch was playing so well because we were working to his strengths, a lot of bootlegs, a lot of rollouts and things like that, a lot of short, high percentage passes that were really, really working uh, for Mitch. And, you know, for the offense, we rattled off a ton of points there in the second quarter. 23 points we scored in the second quarter, including a safety, but three touchdown drives for the Bears uh, in the, in that second quarter. So, you know, overall, you know, Laser and, and, and Nagy also get a bear up for their for their game plan and the offense that they put together. But it's just like 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 they like they forgot what happened last week against Detroit. I mean, and that was only a 10 point lead. And we decided to come out pass, pass, pass. And we opened the door for for the Lions to come back and catch us and pass us. It cost us the game. I mean, guys. I know we haven't been talking about the playoffs during this whole losing streak, but, you know, the Bears aren't completely out of it. And if we hang on and win last week and then win again today, we're seven and six instead of six and seven. And we're we might actually be the seventh seed right now. The Vikings lost today. Uh, And I don't know how our tiebreakers or whatever work with Arizona, but we'd either be the first team in or the first first time first team out or we'd be the last team in right now. If we'd have held on and won last week, if we'd have played with our heads and let David Montgomery run the football to drain the clock, protect the defense, who really needed it last week. This week, they were going, we sacked Watson seven times today. But, you know, last week, we really needed the offense to control the game. And they did it in the first half, and then in the second half, they they came out just trying to pass the ball, throw it around, do this, that, the other, keep the ball out of David Montgomery's hands for whatever reason. And, you know, what was really pissing me off is that when Montgomery did get his chances, the offensive line wasn't helping him, you know, because he got he had like four carries or something like that for 10 yards in the second half last week. Thanks, guys. You know, really, that's great. But 
you know, it's like this is just it's something that's continually making me crazy as I watch this offense. Like you just have no sense whatsoever for a. Well, I can't really make that argument this week because Mitch was the hot guy this week. But, you know, sticking with the hot guy, uh, you know, well, the other thing was they keep taking Montgomery out of the game again. You know, like and every time I see that, I, I, I know it's a it's a much different football team, different circumstances in the whole nine yards. But every time I see Montgomery running the football and then they take him out, I think about one particular drive uh, for the Bears when Thomas Jones was our running back. And uh, it was a playoff game against the Seahawks in 06. When we went to the Super Bowl, there was a drive where Thomas Jones ran the ball nine straight plays and scored a touchdown at the end of the drive. We need to have a drive like that for Montgomery. We really do. you know. And there were a couple of plays on that nine-play drive where, where Jones maybe got a yard, you know, that kind of thing. There were a couple in there. Otherwise, he was banging out for six. He got eight on the next one. Then he got 12, and then he got four. And, you know, like I said, there was a one-yard run and a two-yard run in there somewhere. But it was like a 60-, 70-yard drive, nine straight running plays that ended up in the end zone. And, and we don't have any drives like that for David Montgomery, you know. Not this year, anyway. We had one. Remember last season, week 17, we had one drive where it's like we ran eight plays and there were seven runs. And the last and the touchdown run was Montgomery and the offensive line pushing the Viking defense into the end zone. We should be doing that at least once a game, at least once a game, have one of those drives where we do nothing but run the football and impose our will uh, on the defense, especially the last few weeks when our offensive line is actually playing better and giving ourselves a chance uh, in the running game. So, you know, like I, it's like I just can't wrap my head around what they're thinking, you know, <laughs> because in the passing game, if we drop the ball, the clock stops. You know, granted, we have these low, these high percentage uh, passes, these short passes that is basically like running the ball through the air uh, kind of thing. But in the event that Mitch is off target or the receiver drops it or like that poor bastard for the Texan, the sun gets you in your eyes and you lose the ball uh, and everything. When it hits the ground, the clock stops. And uh, when the clock stops, that gives our opponents more time to for the football for themselves and you know it's like I know we were playing with a much bigger lead today and this sounds kind of like a nitpicky complaint but if the Bears actually find their way into the playoffs this strategy is going to get us killed okay because right now number two in the NFC thanks to their loss and Green Bay's win is New Orleans and you know (laughs) New Orleans ate us up when we were actually playing good defense uh, six weeks ago but uh, you know like we th- like God forbid we come away with a lead in the second half and then we come out passing uh, you know and every, it just I, I'd, I'd break my television honestly I would I, I just I don't get this 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 strategy or this mindset that Nagy and Laser are Im, 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 you know imposing uh, on the offense like I just it makes no sense to me and, you know, the three, four buddies that I text with and my dad uh, during these games, every one of them texted me, why, are we, why aren't we running the ball? Why are we passing here? We're up by 23, blah, 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 blah. It just, it's, just, it's, it's an outpouring, you know, of the guys that I text back and forth with during uh, the game. Every one of them, we're up 23. Why are we throwing the ball? Why did we pass on three straight downs to start the second half? That's, you know, and uh, Lance Briggs said it best last week. Nagy's going to naggy, so... 
There you go. That's my answer. Nagy's going to Nagy. It doesn't have to make sense. He's going to do it anyway. So bear down to Nagy and Laser. If we make it to the playoffs, this strategy will get us an early exit from it. I, I guarantee it. I absolutely guarantee it. You know, well, it's, it's not working for us in the regular season. It lost us an, an easy a game we should have easily won against Detroit last week. It will definitely lose us a football game against a uh, – against the New Orleans uh, or a Green Bay or um, or an Arizona or a Seattle or or the Rams. You know, it's like the people we'd have to go through in the playoffs, these are teams we've already lost to. You know, we've lost to the Rams already. We lost to the Saints. We lost to Green Bay. Hell, we might lose to them again before we get to the playoffs if we make it. So, you know, we have to be better than we were the first time around playing those teams and this strategy that we keep messing with is not going to get us there. So... Anyway, let's. Uh, that's it for the Bear Downs, the one that I gave to Laser and uh, Nagy. Let's go ahead and thank our sponsors. Come back for the happy time with the Bear Ups and the game balls to the guys who actually deserve it. <coughs> the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Support for the Bears Talk Underground also comes from Manscaped. The holidays are here. Have you made your wish list yet? Our sponsor today has the number one wished for gift of the year. Manscaped, the best in below and above the belt grooming. Manscaped is here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and nose hairs with their new performance package. Ho, 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 fellas. Naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. You are in luck because the Manscaped performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and makes for the perfect gift. Imagine opening an attractive box that says your balls will thank you with the most sought-after gadgets and scents a person could find. Included in this package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Look, guys, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff, so why not use the best tools for the job here? This bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. The dads can't stop talking about this, the teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best package of all, the Manscaped Performance Package. And let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the Manscaped Package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the presses. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa proud. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. And with that... 
Let's get back to the show. <laughs> All right. So now to the sunny side of the street and uh, bear ups for our beloved in this uh, overpowering victory by the Bears, 36 to 7 uh, over Deshaun Watson uh, and the Houston Texans. Bear up right off the bat. Got to give it to David Montgomery. Uh, got the offense rolling with an 80-yard run on the first play from scrimmage uh, for the Bears on offense. Um, you know, and like I said, I've, I'm going to champion this kid until we finally do it. Maybe it's going to take a new head coach to finally run this kid uh, the way that uh, you know he should be uh, run to you know to use him the way he should be used and things like that. Um, it, it just it's it's so disappointing to finally see him get an offensive line that will give him these opportunities to show why he was one of the top backs uh, in in last year's draft to show why the Bears felt comfortable enough to make him a starter uh, as a rookie and, uh, and everything. And it just it, it, it pains me to, to see him not getting used. And especially like in the last couple of weeks, it's obvious this kid is playing with some kind of chip on his shoulder. You know, you saw it last week with the Lions and, and you guys heard me complain and curse and shout at the moon. Uh, about how he wasn't being used we weren't using him enough and like I love what Cordell Patterson was doing last week but half of those carries should have stayed uh, with Montgomery's like I understand you got a special section of the playbook for Patterson but Montgomery is playing like a beast and we should have been using him he should have had 25 carries last in last week's game instead he had 17 and six of which came in the second half when we really should have been wearing him down to the nub quite frankly uh, against the uh, against the Lions, so um, I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm gonna keep shouting it from the rooftops uh, until the Bears actually start using Montgomery the way that he should be used uh, uh, and everything else. So it's it's disappointing uh, the way that he's being used, and he's been doing the most with his opportunities uh, these last few weeks, especially. You know, we had uh, and uh, a great night against uh, Green Bay. He, he was solid last week again for the Texans I mean and not only is or excuse me against the Lions and not only is he putting up uh, big numbers running the football he's also uh, a terror in the passing game uh, as well you know it's like I can't stress this enough man the first guy never brings him down especially when he gets out into the open it's between him and some kind of him in a, a corner or a nickel or a safety or something like that Montgomery's gonna win that battle every single time uh, you know there's no Steve Atwaters in this league anymore they're just gonna come out and straight drill him uh, and put him down, um, you know, he's going to uh, make that first guy miss or he's going to run through that first guy and, um, you know, or make sure that he's dragging the first guy behind him when the second one comes up to help finish him off. So uh, bear up to David Montgomery. He was outstanding uh, today. Did not get used enough. 11 carries for a football game when you started off by running 80 yards for a touchdown is completely unacceptable, man. And that's why I spent, you know, 13 minutes complaining about Nagy and Laser uh, and, and not using him the way he should be used. It's making me crazy. So, uh, anyway, bear up to Cole Komet. Uh, four catches, 41 yards today. Imagine the kind of season Cole Komet could be having if we'd been using him like this all along. Instead of him ki kind of being this December surprise uh, for us where last week he got more targets than he had practically the whole goddamn season uh you know and, and rewarded us with a great football game in his first well not his first his second touchdown uh of the season you know imagine what our offense would look like had we been using him like this from the beginning imagine what his stats would look like because going into the detroit game 
he had eight catches on 13 targets for a touchdown. That's a good football game for a tight end, not three quarters of a goddamn season. So, you know, I think we had he had like seven catches on six or seven targets or four catches on uh, five or six or seven targets uh, today. You know, and what I really love is like I love to watch Komet with the what I'd really like to know and uh, is how many of those were yards after the catch because Komet was catching like three yard passes uh, from from Mitch and turning them into like 10 and 12 yard uh, gains uh, and everything. So it's not like he was making a catch eight yards down the field and getting tackled immediately. He was making four and five yard catches and, and doubling up on the yards after the catch. And like I was talking about Montgomery, you know, most likely dragging a defender or two behind him to get those uh, extra yards. You know, it's like it's seeing what Cole Komet has been doing in this in these last few weeks has really kind of got me looking forward to 2021. And maybe when we have a head coach that, uh, you know, knows how to utilize the guys that he actually has, uh, you know, how much more fun that offense is going to be to watch uh, next year, regardless of who our quarterback is. Speaking of which. Bear up to Mitch Trubisky. Got to give the guy his love, man. He's uh, he's been playing really well since uh, coming back off of the uh, coming back off the uh, uh, bench. You know, playing like he's got something to prove. And uh, despite the uh, mistakes that he made uh, against uh, Green Bay in, in trying to play a little bit of hero ball uh, against the uh, Packers, uh, Mitch has been playing very smart, very efficient uh, football. You know, I don't think it's going to save his job here in Chicago, but uh, certainly going to perk up some ears uh, around the rest of the league. 24 of 33, 263 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Quarterback rating of 126.7. Can't argue with that. Montgomery had 11 carries on 100, you know, 113 yards on 11 carries. I mean, he carried the ball 10 times in throughout the football game after running for 80 yards on the first play. So, you know, if that's all right with you, then we can't be friends anymore. Um, next up, uh, Darnell Mooney. Bear up to Mooney. I just love the heart that this kid shows. You know, uh, whereas last week, you know, to tell you the truth on it, man, if it's Darnell Mooney catching that pass that Allen Robinson ran out of bounds against the Lions, you know what Darnell Mooney does? Smallest guy on the field would have lowered his shoulder and run through the uh line to gain he would have gotten the first down montgomery is more not montgomery uh, robinson is more concerned with making you miss he's more concerned with getting out of bounds than he is about making any kind of contact mooney god bless him 178 pounds soaking wet smallest guy on the field will is not afraid to uh give you contact and he ran into tight space in the corner uh, of the field to make sure that he got himself in the end zone and he did uh, there in the uh, first half because he only had two catches for like 20 yards today but one of them was that touchdown and like I said he stuck his beak right there uh, in the hornet's nest to get it in the end zone whereas Robinson probably would have run out of bounds so you know bear up to Mooney I, I love that kid uh, bear up to another fifth round pick Bilal Nichols had a great game uh, today he uh, he had the he kind of got the Bears started with the sacks because before before that, I was kind of getting crazy about how the Bears were getting home. Uh, you know, like I said, we sacked Watson seven times today, but actually for all the times that we had Watson 
dead to rights. We should have sacked him 12 or 13 times today. And that's not an exaggeration, guys. Go back and watch it. How many times did the collo- the packet the pocket collapse on top of Watson only to have him literally run out of it, you know, and just, you know, kind of get away from us and everything. It's we're so con- so more concerned with with like throwing him down than actually getting a hold of him and taking him down that uh, he kept slipping away. Robert Quinn Robert Quinn had had Watson dead to rights in the pocket, gets his hands around Watson's waist and tries to like sling him down. And instead, he kind of, you know, like almost like slingshots him away from himself, uh, you know, and Watson makes a play uh, off of it. It's like Robert Quinn can't buy a break this year. He's an outstanding pass rusher. um, And, uh, you know, I I think we're we're stuck with him next year. And and I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that – you know, we weren't just uh, his last money grab. And, uh, you know, he was past his last year with the Cowboys when he led the team in sacks was his was his hurrah. I'm hoping that we can get at least one good year uh, out of Robert Quinn. And, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to 2021 and the possibilities and, and what can be had uh, next year. So that's kind of how I'm making my way through this uh, difficult to 2020 campaign. But on to uh, Bilal Nichols. What the hell am I talking about everybody else for? But uh, you know, Nichols had another sack today. He got us, uh, he got us uh, kicked off on the whole uh, sack of Palooza there, uh, and uh, it was like that play. And then the very next play, Khalil Mack uh, comes in and polishes it off for uh, for a safety. So the 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 Texans had two plays for minus twenty yards and a safety on that particular drive, and it got kicked off by Bilal Nichols sacking Watson for an 11-yard loss and then Mack coming back and finishing it up with a uh, 9-yarder to get him in the end zone for a safety. So, um, you know, uh, bear up to Bilal Nichols and, of course, bear up Khalil Mack. You know, and he had a very Khalil Mack kind of game today. Uh, Should have had more sacks than he uh, came away with. I think he only had the one uh, for the safety. But, I mean, if you're going to have one, that's definitely one to have. But had a had that fumble recovery or that fumble that forced fumble and fumble recovery. Unfortunately, the offense didn't do anything with it uh, there in the f- want to say first quarter. I want to say it was the, it was the first quarter. Yeah, but um, you know he was uh, in there. He was in Watson's face. He he had a very Khalil Mack type day and uh, made the stat sheet with his sack and the forced fumble and fumble uh, recovery. Uh, bear up to Mario Edwards. Two big sacks for Mario uh, today, including the one that ended the uh, football game. What a punctuation for the defense on their performance. Uh, a one-score performance that included a, uh, a a four-down goal line stand, you know, literally from the one-yard line. The Bears held firm and, and turned the Texans away with no points uh, in that situation. Um, you know, and Edwards had two big sacks, and like I said, including the one, the last, literally the last play of the game, Edwards sacks Deshaun Watson to uh, to close out the uh, ball game. Speaking of a guy that had two sacks, bear up to Roquan Smith, went ahead and then uh, you know added to his total uh, for the year, and uh, you know it, it showed, it really actually showed like what this defense could have been this year, if, if. We had an offense to back them up. You know, Pagano had this big lead to play with, and unlike last week where I thought he was, you know, if you compare the game side by side, I know we're talking about two completely different teams with the Texans and the Lions, and granted, 
the Texans did this to the Lions, and that's what got Mass Patricia fired three weeks ago. But, um, you know, it's just you look at the two teams side by side, and, you know, we should have been doing this to Detroit last week. When we had that two-score lead, we should have been getting aggressive and sending our linebackers, sending the house at uh, Matt Stafford because as great a quarterback as Stafford is and, and, and everything, he's not – He's not immune to making mistakes under pressure. He does it all the time. So, I mean, he's not a turnover machine or anything like that. But you get in his face, you hit him when he throws, he'll make the mistakes that most quarterbacks make in those types of situations. We should have been far more aggressive than we were. This week we were. You know, Pagano smelled the blood in the water and he sent the dogs after him. And, uh, you know, it paid off with seven sacks and I don't know how many turnovers we forced on the on the Texans, not including the – the special teams turnover that we had bear up Sherrick McManus for forcing that turnover, just doing what Sherrick McManus does. <laughs> Oldest guy on the team still getting it done. Um, but, you know, it just, uh, you know, we forced the turnovers and, and, uh, and everything. It was an outstanding performance from the defense, even though early on it looked like it was going to be the, t- the, uh, the Lions and the Packers all over again. You know, Watson was moving the ball down the field. Uh, you know, put an early touchdown on the board to make it 14-7. And, uh, you know, but it was like after that, we clamped down, we figured it out, and we got after the Texans starting with the, the sack of Palooza that Bilal Nichols kicked off for us. And then Khalil got the safety, and then we were off to the races uh, after that. So, but, um, you know, Roquan got two sacks in there. And uh, I guess bear up to Pagano. You know, his defense gave up a one-score game, had a, uh, no, you know, a uh, – a goal line stand uh, in there. Outstanding job from our defensive coordinator today. Uh, bear up Allen Robinson. Can't argue with it. Nine catches, 123 yards, a touchdown uh, on 13 targets. And, you know, he was uh, he was getting his catches in, even though a lot of them were, uh, you know, even though Mitch was doing a lot of the shorter throwing, the longer throws did go to Robinson, and Robinson came down with him. He even won a 50-50 ball today. I couldn't believe it. So uh, bear up to Robinson. I hate to sound so sarcastic, but he's lost almost every one of those 50-50 balls this year. It was nice to see him win a contested catch today. Uh, And then finally, bear up to Cairo Santos. Uh, Like I said, it was a three-phases kind of football game for the Bears, and Santos adding to his total and making a really, really strong case uh, to be the one pro bowler uh, from the Bears uh, this year, I mean, uh, how many kickers are having a better year than Kairos? Cairo is having for the for the Bears right now. So, you know, I mean, I think I just talked about the other guy that'll probably make the Pro Bowl for the Bears and Roquan Smith. But uh, you know, it's uh, he's having a hell of a season, like unexpectedly out of nowhere. Uh, you know, we came, we brought him in as a camp leg, and he could probably make the the Pro Bowl. And he's going to make a ton of money, uh, hopefully from us uh in the in in free agency because i'd love to hang on to santos the guys he's been it's been awesome like there's no anxiety whatsoever when santos is back to kick not like there was with connor barth or uh, you know anybody else and even eddie panero uh last year certainly with uh what's his name um i've forgotten his name and i don't want to remember it so parky damn it i remembered it anyway so there you have it guys oh yeah by the way most valuable bear this week, I went ahead and gave it to Mitch. You know, he uh, he had to swallow a lot of crap this week, taking all the questions about the, you know, him over Watson, uh, qu- you know, debate and how that has worked out splendidly for the Texans and for the 
for the Chiefs with the guys that the Bears passed over and uh, uh, and everything. He 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 took it like a soldier, man. He um, he really did. And then he came out on Sunday and uh, took care of business. You know, he outgunned uh, Watson, and he and his offense racked up 36. Watson could only manage seven, so it was an easy cakewalk victory for 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 Mitch and his you know face to face matchup with Watson and uh got the Bears their first win in the series against the Texans we hadn't beaten them in their short history yet we finally get a win uh over Houston and uh you know get us off our six game losing streak get us back in the win column and uh, I'm hoping this is something we can build on we got a winnable game next week against Minnesota then a very winnable game after that uh against the um Jaguars and then it all comes down to what if anything Green Bay is playing for uh week 17 to for basically how good of a chance do we have to win that one so I mean we have two winnable games uh in front of us we could be an 8 and 17 going into the into the final week of the season and uh we'll see what shakes out um and uh who knows but uh that's going to do it for Bear Up and Bear Down come on back tomorrow for knee-jerk reactions and a more in-depth analysis of today's ballgame. And uh, we'll break it all down for you. We will have Chris Gates back on the show later this week to preview Week 15 between the Bears and the Vikings in Minnesota, which turns out to be the season finale for the Vikings in their home game. So we still managed to be the last home game of the year for Minnesota. A point I'm sure that Chris and I will make a few times uh, when we talk. But uh, nonetheless, come back tomorrow for the deep dive review and until then my name is Larry D and this has been Bears Talk Underground hey man, hey.